Thank you, Graham. I'm just uh, just hoping everybody can see me. Does everybody see me okay? I'm taking that you can see me. I, I, realize, see you, people, I realize people are muted. I I just want you to remember a a phrase today, if you remember not much else, and it's that Jesus draws near to us in times of need. And this resurrection day, Jesus draws near to us in times of need. Thanks, Bill. I'm going to read uh, a few verses from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 32. If you've got a Bible, just turn with me. The background to this is that uh, some of Jesus' uh, faithful ladies had arrived at the tomb and found that the tomb was empty. They had spoken to the angel. The angel had told them that the tomb was empty. They ran back and some of the men came. Jesus' faithful disciples came and they also found that the tomb was empty. And uh, the fact is that Jesus had risen. And this story is the story of the road to Emmaus. It's the same day. It's the resurrection day. And there are two disciples, one called Cleopas, and they're obviously leaving Jerusalem. They've had a horrendous day, horrendous time since Friday when Jesus was crucified. Really, really dark time. And they're on their way home to Emmaus in despair. And Jesus draws alongside them. Luke 23, verse 13. Now that same day, two of them who were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he said. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened. 
and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were our hearts not burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Amen. And God will bless to us that reading of his word. Now, I was talking to Graham uh, through the week, and uh, he was asking me what I was doing. And I had been sharing with him that I'd been doing a lot of painting in the house, jobs that had uh, I had put in hold for between 10 and 15 years. And uh, so I had been doing a fair bit of painting, but I had, I'd always been also been doing a, wee, a fair wee bit of artist painting. And uh, I'd done a few landscapes and seascapes. And uh, I had done a simple sketch of, uh, of Jesus' face. And uh, Graham asked me if I would show it. Now, it really is very basic. And uh, I'm just going to let you see it. Uh, because I had I had done the face of Jesus and because uh, of Resurrection Day, uh, I just put, he is risen at the top of it. And I'm hoping you can see it. Can everybody see it okay? No. No. Is that better? I don't know. I'm just hoping everybody can see that. That's better now. Maybe you could unmute people so that I can get a wee bit of feedback, Graham, just for a minute. Yeah, that's good, Uncle Sam. That's a good view. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay, and, and obviously, and what I'd done was I had uh, I'd put he has risen at the top of it. And uh, just a simple sketch of Jesus. And uh, dear brother, Alec <laughs> Russell. Better. Uh, Alec Russell was oh, a nice. wonderful man of God, and Alec had taught me uh, how to paint, and uh, Alec, Alec said to me that the most important thing is you get, if it's a portrait of someone, that you get, you get their eyes right. If you don't get their eyes right, Sandy, just throw it away. And once you've got their eyes, Sandy, you need also then to get the mouth to convey the expression. So I've done my best, and uh, Margaret, Margaret said that it was a wee bit of strange to see crosses coming out the Saviour's head. I understand that a wee bit of artistic license. Uh, always remember when I was in the coffee house and I had been really proud of a, a picture, a, a painting that I'd done of a Highland cow, and uh, Uh, very well, and uh, and what happened was I, I went into the coffee house, and uh, I let El I let Nicola's mum Elner see it. Now you know Elner; she's a real shrinking violet. She's very non-opinionated and very quiet and very reserved. And she said to me, "Sandy, that's that's wonderful. Uh, you've got you've got the texture of the coat, lovely and." You wanted the bull's eyes to be really cold. You've got that. But why have you got a lamppost sticking out the bull's head? I said, well, it's, a, it's just a, it's in the middle of a park, Elmer. And uh, aye, she says, it's really good, Sandy, but you'll need to do something about that lamppost sticking out that bull's head. So uh, Alec Russell had thought it was very good. And uh, as I had put the cross of Jesus, 
uh, and he has risen on it just in Jesus' head there. I had, I had reflected on what Elmer said to me, and you know Elmer, she's, she's very, very quiet. She did it. She did encourage me by saying I had got the texture very well. And uh, anyway, I'll just leave that with you and then share a few, a few thoughts now. Now, I've taken some notes here, and I'm actually going to speak from these notes because I promised Graham I wouldn't be long. This is not a sermon, it's a conversational devotion. And uh, I really want to want us to focus on the fact that Jesus draws near to us in times of need. And uh, these two these two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they didn't realize who it was that walking was walking with them, it was Jesus. But he walked along with them in their time of need. And between Friday, when Jesus was crucified, and Sunday, when he rose from the grave, life on earth was such a dark place for those closest to him. We can identify times in our, our own history, in our country, in our nation, and worldwide, when darkness and devastation seem to be in control. In fact, on Friday at our prayer time, Kathy identified some of these times of disease and disaster when, uh, when life was tough for either the folks in Britain or, in world, or worldwide. Today, the worldwide, worldwide terror is coronavirus. It's a worldwide terror. It's taken over our lives, and it's frightening. All of a sudden, for all of us, there's uncertainty. Life seems a bit threatening causing us to be anxious and a bit fearful. And we might feel guilty about that because I know that I was brought up and taught in church that we shouldn't worry, that we shouldn't be anxious, that we shouldn't be fearful, we should be anxious for nothing. And sometimes we feel bad because we are anxious and we do worry and we are concerned. Jesus knows all of that. Dear friends, as we listen today, remember this, that Jesus knows what all that's like. He understands our frailty. He understands our humanity. And he loves us all the more. Wonderful, isn't it? He understands all about us. And he loves us all the more. On the cross, he suffered the agony of complete separation from God. His body was placed in the tomb, and then he rose again to victory over death and hell and the grave so that we might share in his resurrection power and enjoy the new life we have in Christ. It's important to be joyful in times of trouble. It's not easy, but this is a resurrection day, and even in our present circumstances, we're rejoicing that he is risen. Amen. I can hear everybody saying he is risen indeed. He's alive. And because of this amazing act of grace, that's what secures our eternal life for all who put their trust in the risen Christ. This resurrection day was a day that changed the whole world. It changed history. It changed my life. And it changed your life. 
and it changed all the lives of everyone who accepted Jesus as their Savior and their Lord. He meets us in whatever situation of need we find ourselves. He draws near in times of need. When Jesus rose from the dead, he ministered to people with love and compassion. No harshness, no heaviness, even through all that had been done to him, he ministered with love and compassion. He appeared to Mary Magdalene, who was hurting because of the loss of her master. He appeared to Peter, who was feeling really guilty because he had denied the Lord three times. He appeared to the disciples, who were confused and frightened, because they ran when Jesus was arrested. He appeared to Thomas, who was downcast because of his unbelief. We've all been there somewhere along the line with some of these people who have been there. But like the Demais, like the disciples on the Emmaus Road, he draws near to us in times of need. And I'll just share a few thoughts from the text that we read. As we see in our text, if you're looking at your Bible, Jesus appeared to two of his followers on the road to Emmaus, Cleopas and another disciple. They were devastated. They were confused. It says in Luke 24, verse 15, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Wherever we are today, wherever we are today, Jesus draws near to us and he goes with us wherever we go. Now we're not going very far. We've been in isolation. We've been in lockdown. So we're not going very far. But in our hearts and in our minds, we're allowed to travel. But wherever we go, anxieties or worries, Jesus draws near and he's with us wherever we go. Please take that into your hearts, that Jesus is with you wherever you go. Jesus felt their sadness. In verse 17 we read, he asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. We've got a Jesus who embraces our sadness. God embraces our sadness through the Lord Jesus. When we're downcast or dispirited, Jesus draws near to us with compassion. A few days ago, I was feeling really quite low. I don't know why. I don't know why I was feeling low. I was feeling quite down, quite dispirited. And uh, Margaret said, why not go for a, go for a walk? So uh, I did my usual long, long walk, about seven and a half minutes. And uh, just walked around the houses and just think, thinking about the Lord as I walked and just enjoyed my time looking around at nature. It was quite a good day. I came back in the house and uh, I put the kettle on, made myself a wee cup of tea. I had a toffee pop and uh, just settled myself down. And I just thought to myself, I've been dispirited and I've been a bit downcast. I've been a bit low. But thank God 
for my salvation. The risen Christ offers salvation. And I just thank the Lord for my salvation. Knowing that he draws near to us. I can feel the very presence of the Lord with me. Drawing near to me with his compassion. In verse 20 we see that the, the disciples had lost hope. It says in verse 20, the chief priests and the rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what's more, it's the third day since all this took place. They had lost hope. In fact, everything had been fulfilled. Jesus had risen. Jesus was walking alongside him, though they couldn't recognize him at that point. He was going to reignite their hope in a very short time when their eyes were opened. But at this point, they had lost hope. Never lose hope, brothers and sisters. Never lose hope. Keep hold of the hope that is within us. That whatever happens, that we have the power of Jesus in us in this resurrection day because he is alive. And because he is alive, we're alive. We're alive in Christ. And never lose, never lose that hope that is within us, even in times of difficulty. And lastly, I hope I'm not taking too long. I, I promised Graham I would take 12 minutes, 25 seconds, and I think maybe I've been slightly longer than that, but not much. The disciples really wanted Jesus to stay with them when they thought he was going further. They wanted him to be with them. Verse 29 tells us that they urged him strongly, stay with us. They knew there was something special about their traveling companion. Make sure you keep talking to Jesus. He's your constant traveling companion in your mind and in your heart and in your walk and in your thoughts. Whatever you do, remember Jesus is your constant traveling companion. He never leaves you. He never leaves you. Whatever situation that you find yourself in, he never leaves you. He's your constant traveling companion. Even you're on your own and you feel a bit isolated and you feel alone. Jesus is your constant traveling companion. And lastly, Jesus caused their hearts to burn within them. Verse 30 we read, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks and broke it and he began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened. Now that's a sermon in itself for somebody else. Somebody like Kenny Borthwick or somebody a lot smarter than me. Uh, or Robert. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. And then they said to each other. Were our hearts not burning within us? While he talked with us in the roads. And opened the scriptures to us. Now Jesus gave them heartburn. I know sometimes when I eat the wrong things, I've got heartburn. But this is some heartburn. This is a, a wonderful heartburn. Where our hearts not burning within us. Today, when we celebrate the risen Christ, we must have spiritual heartburn. We must have spiritual heartburn. We don't like the physical one, but the spiritual one is different. Where our hearts not burning within us. 
Our hearts burn within us, knowing that we have a Savior who loved us so much that he died for us. And as he promised, he rode victorious. Even today, when we're hurting or struggling or confused or fearful, we can be sure that Jesus will draw near. The risen, triumphant, victorious Savior who's exalted and seated at the right hand of God, he cares for us intimately and loves us so much that he's concerned for all our needs. It may be that you're on, you're on your own today. It may be that you're lonely. Take comfort in knowing that the risen Christ is with you. Our journey with Christ will take us through times of darkness, and this surely is a time of darkness. It's a time of loss. It's a time of grief. It's a time of anxiety as we walk through the valley and the dark shadows in our lives. Lean on Jesus. Our Saviour, who knows you and is walking with you every step of the way. He's our caring, compassionate Saviour and Lord. He's our risen Saviour who draws near to us in every situation. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sandy. We're going to sing together now. Forever he is with